Hi everyone, welcome to the Cinderella podcast, where we watch and review every Cinderella adaptation we can get our hands on, discussing the same story over and over as we rapidly go insane. I'm Liv. And I'm Talon, and today we watched a Cinderella story, Starstruck, made this year, 2021. Or possibly it's 2022 when you're listening, so ignore that. This is the She's the Man Cinderella, because our Cinderella spends a concerning amount of the movie with a fake mustache and goatee. You know what? At least it's not a Santa mustache, Talon. At least it's not a Santa mustache. That's a real low bar, and like, I don't know, it was a very silly mustache. Oh, but it's the last one. This is the last of the saga. We are finished, hopefully forever, with this entire franchise. I'm really excited to get to the end of this record and never have to talk about these movies ever again as long as I live. Amen. Amen. All right, so, <laughs> Starstruck. Take it away, man. What, what happened? Okay, so we start with like a monologue and this is Finley or Cinderella and she's just like a girl in a sundress and cowboy boots on a farm just talking to herself mm-hmm. and she's doing the monologue from the notebook and just doing both parts of it like the girl voice and the guy voice yeah. and she's doing it for all the animals around her and when she finishes she's like yes it was the scene from the notebook to her pig John Ham who oinks in, I guess, admiration. Mm-hmm. And then we both said the same thing, which was, please don't sing, please don't sing. Oh no, because the song starts. Our Cinderella starts to do farm chores. Her sundress is impossibly delicate, guys. It's got little, little teeny tiny straps and little poofy bodice parts. And it's just very wispy and sundressy. And I, I have, I've worked on a horse farm and Talon seemed upset that she was wearing cowboy boots. I was relieved that she was wearing cowboy boots because there's so much poop on farms, guys. There's so much poop (laughs) and there's so much mud. I was terrified that she was going to be wearing flats or something. I was not pleased that she was wearing a sundress. Every time she shows up and does chores not in jeans, I'm mad about it. Okay. It wasn't that I was upset that she was doing chores and also wearing cowboy boots. It's because when I saw the cowboy boots, it cemented that this was going to be a cowboy-themed Cinderella. And until then, I just thought maybe there were some animals and we wouldn't have to engage with that in any way. And the cowboy boots were like the hope leaving my body. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a cowboy Cinderella. And no, we don't mean cowgirl. This is a cowboy Cinderella. So the song is boring and tuneless, but it's not physically painful. And there is a small amount of auto-tune but again I'm not trying to claw my ears off she walks around with her pig on a leash I don't love the music in this but it's blessedly short this is the shortest amount of music in any of the ones that have music so I was fine with it the song does go on for a really long time yeah but we only have two or three full songs and none of them made me think I was going to start bleeding at the ears so success okay I'll take it okay so her deal is that she wants to be an actress, but she doesn't think it's in the cards for her. And the song is all about how she's got a dream, but she's stuck in a cage and she's going to spread her wings and fly and write her own story. And then her stepmother and step siblings start yelling for her, just thinly over and over again, which is, by the way, how we learn her name. Mm-hmm. They start critiquing what she's doing, which I thought was kind of funny. 
one of the siblings goes, she's pretending to be a Disney princess. And the other one goes, I kind of like that one move with the arms she was doing. Yeah. So let's describe everybody real quick because, man, the names in this one made me so happy. <laughs> so Finley has shoulder length, dark brown hair with bangs, it's kind of straight wavy. She has kind of cute, perky features. I don't know. She looks young, but not upsettingly young. Her and face is like very round and very youthful. I don't know. She just looks very youthful, very like fresh faced. That's the word. She looks very fresh faced. Yes. Her stepmother, whose name is Valerian, has blonde hair and is tall and kind of statuesque. Her stepsister is named Saffron. She is blonde and I'm pretty sure that actress plays an evil stepsister in something else or an evil mean girl in something. But she's just that character of mean girl who's very mean, I don't, mean but also like hot mean. She's very sexy in an awful way. And then there's a stepbrother, which is a first. Yeah. His name is Kale. Like the cabbage. Like the cabbage. Now, to be fair, stepsisters are often named things like Grace and Joy or Athena and... Olympia. Um, Olympia, yeah. So we get names on themes, which, sure, that's that's thing. That's fine. But Kale and Saffron and Valerian, which is also a plant. I just, it was so funny. And we find out much later, and it's not a big deal, but Finley's last name is Tremaine, mm-hmm. which threw me because I, I thought that that was their name, but it's not. It's her name. So just they threw that in there. Yeah, just to mess with me personally, just for this. So we get an introduction to the family. Oh, I didn't describe Kale. Sorry. Kale looks like Edward Cullen. (laughs) He's gross. He's got melty features and slimy black hair and droopy dead fish eyes. I'm not a Twilight. He's not that bad, but he does look kind of lizard-like. He looks like a snake. He's lipless face eyelidless face just is gross he looks like Voldemort okay I don't like him his features were just very angular and he was just very catty I don't know I had a lot of questions about this character about what the movie thought about this character because he's definitely fairly queer coded but he's also very clearly not queer so I, I had a lot of questions I didn't know what was happening I didn't I didn't love it So we get an introduction to the family and their running thing is that they're stupid. They're all stupid, but in very different ways. And Finley makes all the food for them and they sit down for dinner and Kale goes, is this pork? And she goes, no, it's, it's salmon. And he goes, is there pork in it? And she goes, no, it's, it's salmon. It's, it's fish. There's no, there's no pork in fish. You said you wanted fish. And he looks at her and he goes, I said, I wanted fish fingers. She's like, okay. And so that's, that's just him. He's real picky about food. He thinks he's real smart with money. And he, he's treated as the smart one of the family for some reason. I also thought that the stepmother was a sister for a while because they are fairly similar in looks. I think it's not so much that he's the smartest of the family. It's that he's the most annoyed by the family while still being part of the family. That is quite possible. That reading makes a lot of sense. This one was weird because the stepchildren actually seem to be driving most of the mean stuff towards Finley. Yeah, the mother didn't do a lot of her own volition, 
Yeah, she doesn't she did get a lot of hints from like her kids to be like, Mom. Yeah, she follows along. She doesn't actually instigate very much. But she does suck, to be she clear. She does suck. Oh, yeah, no, she totally sucks. Definitely an evil stepmother. But the animosity is weirdly sibling driven. So we then get our exposition. Saffron starts freaking out because the, oh, the Billy the Kid musical has arrived in dreary Idaho. And the stepmother goes, That's where we live. In case we, the audience, weren't going to figure, figure that out. And they're hosting auditions for the locals. It's Billy the Kid, the musical, the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. They're no, filming I'm, it. Yeah. yeah but it's should. a musical. They are, yeah. But it's a movie. Kale starts talking about revenue. I can't take that seriously. Why do they call him Kale? Jesus. <laughs> All right. He says something. Finley corrects him. And Saffron accidentally thanks Finley before she realizes what she said and then looks really pouty about it, which I thought was a pretty funny scene. And we find out that Jackson Stone is going to be the star. And he was found on somebody's farm. And now he's a huge up-and-coming star. So he's obviously going to be our prince. Yes. And Kale desperately wants to be his manager. Mm-hmm. Yes. Finley asks if she can go. And this is when we get our first mom. And Finley promises to get all of her chores done ahead of time. And then we are introduced to our first running horror joke, where the last item on Finley's chore list is that she has to take her adorable little pet pig to the butcher. Just going to spoil it for you now, guys. This pig will be fine throughout the entire movie. They will pretend that it's not. This will come up multiple times. I hated it every single time. Yeah, the pig was very cute. It was a very little pig and was like, had black and white splotches on it yeah it was super cute it was you know not even knee height you know calf height it's the size of a dog i would love to have that pig as a pet slash best friend yeah super cute so then we get just a shot of a photo shoot and it's obviously jackson stone but we don't see his face at any point nope and it's his i thought it was his actual manager but i guess it's the director of the movie trevor who's like a skis ball yeah. He's just like, yeah, that's it. This this looks like money, money all day. And it's just a lot of shots of fringe and like leather pants and very shiny leather pants and and hats and guns, like old-timey guns. Yeah. It's very close up. It's very like yeah, very fast. We get a lot of very fast cuts so it feels like we are also watching photos being taken. Like, we're part of this. We also see a lot of shots of just the big lights that shine down on photo shoots and the cameras flashing, but not, like, what they're taking a picture of. And then we're done with that scene, which we're yeah, finished now. Yeah, it comes and goes, like, very quickly. Extremely jarring. And then we see Finley in, like, pajamas doing stuff around the house in the dark, and I was like, oh, this is the next morning, she's doing chores. But then the stepmother comes downstairs, and she's like, Finley, what are you doing? And Finley says... It's really cold today. I was hoping I could sleep on the couch. Yeah. And that's when we find out that Finley lives in the barn and she's not allowed to stay in the house. She says multiple times, it's just really cold tonight, that's all. And the stepmother kicks her out, says that it's not a flop house, and she has the largest bedroom of them all. Does she have to kick them out of their own living room? Yeah. Yeah. So she goes into the barn and she gives the blanket that she got from the house to her pig and then she puts on a sweater and climbs into bed just shivering the whole time yeah she's also having a conversation with her pig as if the pig is responding and she's like no i know you told me she'd say no you're right 
and the pig is like winking at her and this happens the entire movie she has a lot of conversations with animals she's sleeping next to the horses on a tiny little bed which to be fair in truly ye olde times barns used to be under houses because animals make a lot of body heat and it was a great way to stay warm so barns are actually warmer than like the great outdoors they're not as warm as a house but like horses make a lot of body heat that's not making it that much better no it's not making it better it's really not horses are warm i'm trying to give this thing some points back okay so question for you do you think the pig can actually understand her yes i think the pig is the smartest character in the whole movie awesome me too we agree that's canon okay great oh she also sleeps with a framed photo of her dad by her bedside it's like her and her dad in front of a swing and she feels like a lot about it Mm -hmm. it's her it's her snow globe you might say oh god could you not (laughs) could you not say that (laughs) nope too late so then it's the morning and finley goes into the kitchen to find her list of chores and she unfolds it like an accordion and it's super long and double-sided and there's a cleaning montage during which she also fixes a sink and has to clean out a fireplace. I think this is the first one in which we see ash or cinders in our Cinderella story. Yeah, I, I liked that. There is another song, which I didn't like, but at least she's not singing. We just have a, by the way, a running theme through this movie is that when the family wants her, they will either text her or they will ring a cowbell to summon her. Yep. Which I hate. I hate that. Yep. So back in the house, we find out that Valerian, the mother, is going to audition as well because she was the it girl of 1987. And nope, she had a hemorrhoids ad, which she then makes fun of her daughter for not having an ad of any kind. Finley is making them breakfast, which means that she fixed a sink, scrubbed a bathroom floor, did all of the barn chores, which barn, barn chores take a while, guys. It's, it's a solid it's a solid at least hour of work uh even for only a couple of horses it's so much and did just this massive montage of cleaning things before breakfast which she then also made which is a bunch of bacon and pancakes it's just so weird speaking of bacon (laughs) so she tells valerian that she's done with all the chores she's gonna go to the addition we get another scene of saffron going mom and valerian reminds her that she still needs to take the pig to the butcher and Finley's like, it. I don't think. And Valerian's like, well, you keep hemorrhaging money with these animals and we're going to sell this dump. At which point Finley freaks out and starts pleading with them not to sell it. Like her dad built this house. She was born in this house. And the siblings are responding with, ew, that's so gross. And she says, you know, hey, my dad built this house, you know, board by board. And Kayla goes, yeah, and they'll tear it down board by board. And it was, it was upsetting. I didn't like it. And then she goes to take John Ham the pig to the market. Saffron yeah. calls out, is that your boyfriend? And Kale goes, he's going to go wee, wee, wee all the way home. And then they like congratulate each other on their burns. My note just says, thanks, I hate it. Yeah. It turns out that Finley is not taking him to be butchered, obviously. Obviously. She's taking him to Jerry the vet and... She's just going to have the vet watch the pig for a couple of days Mm -hmm. until Valerian forgets. And on her way to the vet, she bumps into Louise. Louise is a real estate agent. And Finley says, oh, hey, Louise, you sold any houses recently? 
And Louise goes, not if I can help it. I like this town just the way it is. Which is kind of cutesy, but also has some really dark undertones. If you think about it for more than a second, it's really disturbing. She could just have a different job. Like, she doesn't have to be a realtor. She doesn't. Also, selling houses is something you do when, you know, someone dies. You have to mm-hmm. sell that house. Not everyone has children to inherit. It's, it's just upsetting, okay? I just, I didn't like it because it implies that what she wants is a ghost town full of empty houses that she can just sit in the middle like some sort of ancient bog witch. That is not the vibe I got from it, but I see where you're coming from. She's really sweet. Louise is adorable. She's kind of plump and older with uh, really crinkly eyes that crinkle when she smiles. And she's, she's super cute. We like Louise. We like Louise. So we walk up to the vet and on the door it says be back in 15 or 30 or whenever. And then we zoom in on the pig snout really quickly. And then we get a loud yeehaw. And then there's dancing happening. And the subtitles tell me that there's yowling. Well, so what happened is we zoom in on the pig's mouth as it's open, and then we immediately zoom out on the open mouth of somebody else doing this yeehaw sound. It was the most terrifying transition I've ever seen. It was it, so it, unnecessary. It was the worst. I would rather have like a star wipe or just anything, anything else. Those squiggly line transitions from L, I'd rather have that. I would. I hated it. Okay. I had a moment where I was thinking, was that worse than the zooming and the panning in The Last Cinderella? And I came to the conclusion that it was not worse. Oh, I came to the conclusion that it is worse. On, on a Zoom by Zoom basis, I think it's worse. There was less of it, but this was really aggressive and I was not prepared for a zoom in on open pig mouth, zoom out on mouth of guy who I don't know screaming yeehaw. And the most upsetting dance number this looks like it's tryouts we find out later that this is not tryouts they're just this is just a dance number in the movie my notes just go very upsetting hip-hop yeehaw dance i hate it so much i hate it yeah that pretty much covers it they're wearing like very old-timey cowboy outfits for the dudes and like long pioneer lady dresses for the women but really bad ones. Really bad ones, though. Like, Halloween USA would look down their noses at this. But the dresses have giant splits up the side, and they keep spinning the girls so you can see that inside the dresses are, like, really bright colors, so it keeps flashing, like, vibrant purple or red every time yeah. they are, like, and, flipped. And long bloomers and stuff. And it's it's terrible. I hated it. It, it was... <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'm trying to find words to describe how horrible it was, and I'm coming up blank. It was a deeply unpleasant dance number and they all had these like rictus grins on their faces because they're oh. in a musical and they're just yeah. like having a great time. Yeah. Oh, so Finley sneaks in and she ties John Hamm to a fence and tells him to be good. And then we see the stage manager, I guess, who Bernie. is named Bernie. We don't find out her name until like 10 minutes before the end of the movie, but her name no, is- No, no, no. They say Bernie like right in that scene. Because I have um, it in my notes. Oh, thank God. I missed it. I just spent the entire... She's just in my notes as Lady the entire time because I didn't have her name and they never say her name again until the very end. <laughs> and I was like, they not given her name? Bernie, thank God. Okay, I feel better about this movie now. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of people waiting in line and Bernie goes, okay, auditions. Who wants to go next? Does anybody want to go next? And there's a ton of people, including a very small child standing in line, clearly waiting for auditions. 
And Finley just walks up and goes, sort of looks around and sees that nobody else is coming forwards and goes, I'll go. Okay. So this is just like a talent show. It's not an audition. Auditions are usually we give you a thing to do and then you do it. This is just a talent show to see who can be the hokiest, yeehawiest, Idahoiest person. But we got the best caption. So she pulls out a ukulele mm-hmm. and starts to play it. And the captions say, fiddle music. And I died. I was done. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I can't. This is so fundamentally not fiddle music. <laughs> and she starts to sing again and she's doing hoedown stuff. Trevor, the director, who's just sleazy and slimy the whole time. Hey, Trevor. It's like, good voice, but it's not a very sexy song. To be fair, the song she picked isn't like anything that you're picturing. She picked like a tough guy song and it's like, I'm a walking menace. You best step out of my way. And she's kind of doing it like in character and it's very silly. It's very silly. One of the lines is, I can't be stopped. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and then she takes out a lasso and starts yep. doing lasso-y stuff. And Bernie says, hey, you know, she could play Wyatt. And Trevor goes, well, that's a guy's role. I mean, I need saloon girls. And Bernie goes, you know, there were lots of badass pioneer women. Can I say badass? Yeah, why not? Sure. Lots of badass pioneer women, Annie Oakley, uh, other people. I don't have the lines. And he goes, yeah, well, I don't know who any of those are and I don't care. So no. And then the pig goes nuts and pulls loose because reasons. Shoes, food. I think, I think there's food on a table. Okay. But he's been oinking this whole time. And then he just rips off his leash and just runs through everything. Yeah, it's the scene that you're picturing. We got a pig's eye view cam for a while, which I hated. Yeah, and it was a lot. Yeah, she dives for the pig and misses. And the step family has arrived and they see her. And she finally lassos him and someone else goes up to lasso him at the same time. And she does successfully lasso the pig, but the forward momentum of the pig yanks her off her feet and she falls face first into a big mud pile. And the step family is like, oh, that's so embarrassing for her. I love it. Can you do the next bit? I Okay. I can't. So then we see looming over her that the person that has also lassoed the pig is Jackson Stone. We just have to figure that out because it's obvious they haven't shown us his face yet. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He's got like a southern drawl, and he goes some pretty impressive wrangling there. And then he gives her a hand and goes, "Let's get you out of this mud." Say, where'd you learn to rope like that? Yeah, he's just—he's very into her just cowboy skills. Yeah, and- he also asks if that's her pig. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Jackson is also our first non-Caucasian prince, which I really liked. I really did not like his accent. I couldn't really place it. It's very broad. It's very Texan or something. He just sounded like he was doing a fake accent the whole time. A very, very bad fake accent, which means that his fake accent that he fakes when he's filming is even weirder. Yeah, it was, it was just, it caught me off guard, okay? I was caught off guard because Finley does not have an accent of any kind. She just sounds normally Midwestern minimum accent. Maybe so. when she tried to do one, it was even worse than Jackson's. And they were like, you know what? Forget it. Just use your regular voice. Yep. So Trevor comes up and 
kicks her out and says, you know, leave, never come back. I never want to see your face here again. And the step family calls out after her and they're like, yeah, get out of here, pig girl. Get out of here, pig girl. They do different voices. I don't know why. We meet Kenny for the first time. Kenny will be our Asian stuntman, who I initially thought was going to be Jackson's friend. He is not. He's just like a minor nuisance. Like that's his role in the movie. But I felt really bad for him the entire time. Me too. Kenny is a uh, weirdly sympathetic character. I wanted good things for Kenny. Me too. He was in that horrible dance number and he did really well. I was just like, why is there an Asian guy in this uh, Midwestern old timey thing? That's not, um, I'm confused. Yeah, he's doing great in that scene, which makes all future scenes very strange. So Jackson asks about, you know, says, you know, who's that girl? And they're like, oh, she's just some local. Come on, you got to get ready for the whatever's happening next. They're going to practice stunts with Kenny. Yep. So then we cut Uh, back to the farm and we open up on the inside of a refrigerator that Finley has just opened. And she's angrily slamming down packages of meat. And she goes, bacon, rib, ham, I don't know, whatever other part, pork foods happy and slams the door shut and the step family goes you know if you had just done what we asked then none of this would have happened and my notes just devolve into please don't kill the pig please do not have killed the pig like i'm pretty sure they weren't gonna because this is a disney movie essentially but we've had so many horrible things guys yeah i just it's hard to have faith yeah no faith the pig is fine but i was really upset for a couple of scenes yeah the pig comes back yeah he's fine he's an important character Although, a pig did die for that food. Yes, but it wasn't the pig that we've emotionally bonded to. Right. Also, we never actually see what's in those. I would not put a pastor to just be feeding them, you know, soy packets. Just, <laughs> she's just feeding them, you know, beyond beef. It's great. Okay. So, so then we're back on the set and Trevor's kind of just sucking up to Jackson. People come up with like questions about wardrobe choices and trevor just parrots whatever jackson says in a sleazy way like if you hate them i hate them kind of like that jackson's still focused on the girl from the audition Mm -hmm. and trevor's like oh pig girl and jackson's like no don't call her that um and he wants to find out who she is oh hang on you gotta do trevor's response to don't call her that because trevor's response is no i didn't call her that that's what other people are calling her i would never call her that yes i just I hate Trevor. I want Trevor and Kale to wind up together and be in a terrible relationship. Oh, God. I think they deserve it. Oh, God. That would be... You can't have that much obnoxiousness in, like, one room. That's the point. They would have to suffer. Wow. Anyway, so Jackson can't get Finley out of his head, and Trevor's like, why? You just spent 20 seconds with her, which is a great question. It is a great question. And Jackson's like, those were the first real 20 seconds since I started this business. Um, Jackson hates being an actor, but he's an actor for reasons. For reasons. He's good at it. Not for the podcast, but just letting you know, the way that I've spelled Trevor in my notes is T-E-R-F-F-R-O-R. <laughs> That's how my brain decided that we're spelling Trevor. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so Trevor reminds Jackson that he has to focus for this big movie and then he's scheduled for another movie after that. And then he's going to be an A-list star and he can pick any girl he wants. And then he does finger guns at Jackson and they bump both their fists together. Like mm-hmm. a double fist bump. 
Jackson seems weirdly spineless in this scene. Just, I mean, Trevor is agreeing with everything he says, but Jackson is not making any strong statements about anything. He's just, they're doing that weird thing where someone agrees wholeheartedly, vociferously with a nothing opinion. Just a random comment where someone says, oh, hey, yeah, no, I like that. You like that? I'll buy you a hundred. Just weird. Trevor offers to fire someone for him. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. <sighs> so we cut to Finley in the barn and she's talking to a picture of her dad saying, hey, it was a really bad day. This was my only chance. And the pig is safe. So I can focus on the movie again. I have an all caps. John Hamm! Because he arrives on the scene. Yep. I'm fully on team John Hamm. Oh, absolutely. So the next morning, Finley is getting everybody ready. They're going to do their auditions and Saffron is wearing super, super, super short ripped jean shorts and Finley goes is that what you're wearing and they go to the audition saying well hopefully no one will know that we're associated with you pig girl they call her pig girl throughout the whole movie which I didn't like for her but I liked in the concept that it was a Cinderella I guess where they call her something mean and derogatory instead of her name which okay It's the first time we've really seen that in one of these movies, and I kind of liked it. I give them points for going for something. I don't, I don't think it works. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So now we get to see the auditions, and the first thing I have is threesome mime banjo act. Do you have anything else for that, that first one? Yeah, so it's these two girls doing a dance, and they have their arms linked, and the two legs that are, like, in the middle, like, their inside legs if that makes any sense, are wearing the same pair of pants and they're doing like a routine, like that's a separate person. So they can kick up both legs at the same time. And it kind of looks like a person has kicked up both their legs. It goes on for a while, like much longer than you need to get the point across. Mm -hmm. And we get more hoedown stuff. We get hand bone act. We get a pretty cute older couple being cute where the woman is doing, she's a much older lady, but she's doing the uh, salacious lifting of the petticoat to over the knee it's, it's adorable <laughs> and then we cut back to finley who is fixing a tractor and talking to her animals and she looks in the mirror of the tractor and she gets an idea uh, she looks in the mirror and she sees that she's got a grease stain over her lip ah and it looks kind of like a mustache and she's like oh i know and, uh, what i'm gonna do next so we come back to the auditions and we get to see the step family audition and it is the mother and daughter and they're doing an act about being sisters, which is what they've introduced themselves as. And Trevor calls them dolls, which I hate. Saffron immediately forgets her line. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it starts with Valerian going, hoo-wee, it sure is a hot one today. It sure and then, is a hot one today. And then instead of seeing her own line, Saffron just repeats it. It was incredible. I loved it. it. Yeah. And Trevor says, no, never mind. It's fine. Just cut to your song. And they start the song with 9, 10, 11, 12. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me so happy. That's such a good joke. I don't understand. So music starts with 5, 6, 7, 8. Because there's 8 bars in a measure. And so having them not know that to the extent that they would just be like 9, 10, 11, 12 is amazing that's great that's just beautiful some someone in the writer's room knew what they were doing and had a sense of humor and got to write a couple lines 
the song, by the way, goes, we're sisters, we're sisters, we're gorgeous and great kissers, we're so lucky to be sisters. And it just repeats a lot. Yep. And they're singing in bad unison, but an octave apart. So someone is singing a little bit too high for their range, and the other one is singing a little bit too low for her range, and it's terrible. And they're like, okay, that was great, that was great. And Trevor goes, hire the girl. Bernie goes, she can't sing or act or dance. And Trevor goes, yeah, she doesn't need to. We need bar girls. We need saloon girls. So the hot pants worked. Mm -hmm. And then we hear a low voice say, is there room for one more? And <laughs> okay, we, we a, a low voice. You want me to do a lower voice? No, it's not a low voice. It's still very high pitched. It's, it's a lower voice for a girl. It's, a, it's lower than her normal voice. Yes, it's lower than her normal voice. It does not sound like a dude. This is a generic version, Amanda Bynes, and she's the man. Just, it's that movie, but not funny, and she does a much worse job pretending to be a guy. Yes. But we get Somehow. the most amazing slow motion shot that we've ever seen. <laughs> we had to pause the movie. I was cackling. So we get a slow motion, sexy pan shot of her wearing green pants that have fringe on them. And she's got a green neck kerchief tied around her. And she's got a plaid shirt and a big jacket over that. And a blonde wig that's, you know, kind of to her chin. And she's got a little beard and mustache. <laughs> and a big cowboy hat. And boots, obviously. And we spent a long time trying to figure out how to describe the mustache for you guys. The mustache I is like long and curly. And the goatee is like very thin. So she looks kind of like Three Musketeers, Johnny Deppish. But cowboy. But Just, cowboy. Yeah. Wasn't there an evil guy in one of those cowboy movies that I haven't seen that has a mustache like that? I don't. That's not enough for me to go on. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I could get lucky. Um, <laughs> I feel like Leo DiCaprio had an evil beard and mustache at some point. I don't remember. Okay. I'm not looking it up. We have no. to move on. Finley goes, howdy ladies. And Saffron immediately is like, he's cute, right? Yeah, that will be another running joke that we hate. Yeah. And then, <laughs> rather than singing, she starts very dramatically reciting something, not overly dramatically, but in a very sort of cowboy heartfelt, true blue kind of way. She goes, clouds as mean as you've ever seen. Ain't a bird that knows your tune. And she sits down on hay and she keeps going. And you realize that she's just reciting the theme song to Full House. Yep. And she gets to the end and sort of does a manly sniffle and goes, yeah, that's, that's all I got for the monologue. And everybody starts clapping. Someone behind them, possibly Kenny. I don't remember who says it. It's not Trevor, but someone goes, it's just the opening to Full House. And Jackson goes, yeah, it's my favorite show. <laughs> and they ask her what her name is. And she goes, Finn. And the last name's Finn. And the first name is Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, my parents are big Mark Twain fans, but you can call me Huck. Why? Why, Chalin? Because <laughs> she could just go by Finn. Unless she was worried that the step family would figure it out. That's the only thing I can think of. I just, I don't understand how she couldn't have thought of, like, Mark or John. 
any other name. Literally like any name. Dave, Brian. I'm just, Huckleberry is what she went with. The like Finn to Finn last name, that's fine. But Huckleberry? It was just a weird choice. So yeah, every time she's in Dude Get Up, which she will be in for a most vast majority of this movie. Yup. They call her Huck. Mm -hmm. I was taking notes on my computer and it just couldn't deal with me writing Huck. So every time <laughs> I wrote it, it would autocorrect it to something different. <laughs> nice. I, I have her in my notes alternatively as Finn and Huck based on how she's dressed. So yeah. if I mess it up, guys, know that they're the same person. Oh, there's a saffron line. Oh, there is? Before we can leave this scene, what has to happen mm. is that Saffron comes up to Huck and goes, I can't wait to work you. And Huck goes, you mean work with me? And Saffron goes, whatever. And this will happen a lot. And it's gross every time. It's gross every time. They do lean into it all the way, though. So, it, you know, hey. They don't pull any that. punches. They don't pull any punches. Oh, also, Saffron is like significantly taller than Huck and Finley. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's very funny. She's just a tiny little man. So then Bernie gets a phone call and is very upset because they lost the farmhouse. It collapsed. And Trevor responds to this with, I went there yesterday. And she goes, well, it's not there today. It collapsed. Valerian steps forward and she goes, I happen to overhear that you lost the farmhouse location where you need to shoot tomorrow or whatever. And I want to proposition you. And there's a long pause. And Kale goes, she has a proposition for you. And she says, we own a historic house. My notes devolved. She's the owner of a historical country farmhouse with a barn and chickens and goats and filing cabinets and hay, lots of hay. And then she goes, so how much is it going to cost me to have you shoot this film at my place? And Kale goes, no, 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 they pay you. And tells them that they want 125% of what they were going to pay the barn that they lost plus hot catered lunches and Trevor's like fine. Kale doesn't know how much they were going to pay that other place. They yeah. could be like yeah we were going to do it for 50 bucks. They could have paid a lot of money and just told them that they didn't. Yeah my notes devolved in after we own a historic house. No you don't. If her dad built that house with his own two hands then it's not historic. Houses need to be 100 years old to be historic that house is maybe 20 years old, which means that he built it with modern materials and modern materials are just not as good as old materials. So they just didn't have, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop now. I did think the same thing. And it okay. comes up multiple times that this is like a historic landmark. And it's every not. time I'm like, how? It's like, not, <laughs> it's not, it's not. A, it, there might, the barn might be a historic barn. That, that's a thing, but the house is not a historic house and they refer to it as a historic house and there are heritage farms where it doesn't matter how old the house is it's just that the land is in a parcel and you can't break it up for city reasons and heritage or whatever but the point is that the house is not historic and i am going to have to just get over it okay so then we have a scene where jackson stone is just hanging out on like the porch and kale is there and they have what I believe is like their only interaction in this movie. They have a second interaction later, but yeah. And Kale goes, I actually saw your last movie. And Jackson's like, oh yeah? And Kale's like, yeah. 
And Jackson's like, okay. Long pause. Basically, this is all a lead up to Kale just being like, I should be your manager. Have you ever heard of Wanda's Waffle House and the sushi place that, whose name I didn't write down? Wanda's House of Waffles and Sushi. Cool. It's the same place. It's not two separate no, no, places. No, no it, it's, a, it's a waffle sushi place. Oh, good God. Yeah, which is the grossest food combination I can imagine. Oh my God. Okay. Can you imagine getting sushi from like a waffle house? I feel like we've had this exact conversation before. We have, because this has come up on like running jokes on my car trips with my husband, where we talk about the worst possible thing that we could conceive of. And, and um, Waffle House sushi is uh, so far the top of the list. Because I remember saying that I, that I could definitely see somebody wanting both sushi and waffles at the same time, like especially if you're drunk. But you wouldn't want them from the same place. From the same place. No, you would want to have two different Uber Eats bring you food. Yes, that's the correct response. Okay. We can move on now. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, Kayla's trying to get Jackson to agree. He's like pitching him all these terrible ideas. Um, he's like, I'm in with the banks. We could do like a commercial need a loan called Jackson Stone. And Jackson's like not feeling it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. And Kale says, you need an animal like me in your corner, Jackson. It was so gross. It was so gross. It was very weird. It was very intense. <sighs> now we're on the film scene and yep. they're shooting stuff. Yep. So what has happened is this is the scene right after Jackson has shot all these guys. And then he's out of ammo and someone's supposed to run up behind him and he's supposed to kind of like grapple with them and toss them down. And they have like a mat. It's a crash pad. Yeah, for that. And Kenny's supposed to do it. Um, and he's like not ready. He keeps asking like what specific move he should do and if they should practice this. So Kenny winds up not being really a likable character. But Kenny's complaint in this feels very real because he's not been given any direction at all. Trevor literally says, just wing it. And Kenny says, I don't feel comfortable winging it. Do you want me... Well, and one of the things he says is he goes, do you want me to do like a step over toehold sleeper or a four fingered arm lock? Which that just cracked me up because I'm pretty sure those aren't things. And Trevor just goes, yes. Yeah, Trevor just goes, yeah, just wing it. And Kenny's like, no, I need you to tell me what to do. And Trevor is really annoyed at having to, to do anything. So he just sort of gestures towards Huck and just says, hey, can you do it? Have you ever done stunts? And Huck goes, I, I did two years of gymnastics when I was younger. And Kenny goes, um, he can't do stones. He's not in the union. And Trevor's like, that's fine. No, this movie is anti-union and I didn't love it. Especially since everybody who made it was in a union. I just, it was weird. So she just runs towards Jackson and sort of jumps towards his back and he just catches her and just sort of throws her over his shoulder onto the mat. And Trevor's like, I love it. That was perfect. And Kenny's like, I mean, I could have done that, but you didn't tell me what to do. <laughs> I felt so bad for Kenny because at this point he hasn't been klutzy and hasn't really done anything wrong he's just been like hey could you tell me what to do and they're like no you should just know so Jackson says I have little cousins and I we used to do a lot of play fighting and and you're a lightweight what are you like 130 135 and she says in her girl's voice 123 thank you and then realizes that she's in a girl voice and it's like thank thank you thank you they're going to do this next scene as a one which means they're just going to run the whole thing and not stop. 
which means that timing has to be perfect. Nobody can be late at all. They really, they really make sure that we, the audience, know that if one little thing goes wrong, then the whole shoot is messed up. Mm -hmm. And she will be fired if she misses her cue. So we're setting up a scene where she's going to have to do a bunch of different things at the same time. Because she's yep. supposed to milk the cow and, I don't know, food or something. So we have that scene. She's wearing girls' clothes under her huck clothes, which I don't understand. She does stuff with milking a cow. She manages to get Valerian to go away. A goat tries to eat her jacket. She almost forgets her mustache. But then she doesn't, and she just barely makes it back into the scene. And Trevor is delighted. He says, that's a great job. You nailed it. That was perfect. And Jackson is like, hey, your, your jacket's on inside out. Which doesn't that mean that that scene is ruined? No, because she wasn't in it previously and she's not going to be in upcoming scenes as the same character. So it doesn't actually matter. I just had concerns. Oh, after. Oh. After Jackson tells Huck that his jacket is inside out, Saffron comes by and says, if you need help with your pants later, let me know. And. Uh, to this, Finley responds immediately, what is your problem? And then has to cover it up by being like, oh, appreciate that offer, good looking. Ugh. So Jackson's then complimenting her and giving her a pep talk. And we have more, I'm pretending to be a guy banter where Jackson's like, yeah, it takes balls. And she's like, yeah, I've got those. I have those. We then get a kind of cute scene where Jackson says, you know, hey, what do you do for fun around here? And she goes, oh, fishing. There's a, there's a nice lake. And there's an awkward silence. And she goes, you probably meant like nightlife. And he goes, yeah, I'm looking for a hot new club. Long, awkward beat. And he goes, nah, I'm just kidding. And it was just weird. Yeah, it wasn't like charming. It was just like two awkward people having an awkward conversation. Yeah, because it's normally that would be flirty banter. But again, they're dudes. I wanted so badly to have Jackson have just a panic attack and just have to reconsider his entire sexuality. I wanted that so bad. It doesn't happen. Maybe Jackson already knows he's bi and is just like <sighs> taking it in stride. Oh, that makes me so, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Talon. <laughs> You've given this movie a whole extra grade point. Thank you. Yeah, he's just chill about it because he's like, yeah, Huck's cute. That makes me so happy. No gay panic necessary. No gay panic necessary. Awesome. So they talk about the difficulties of being in star life and how Jackson really just wants to give all this up and go back to his uncle's ranch, riding his horses and taking care of the land. And Huck asks, I have to ask, how did you get here? And Jackson's like, oh, it was just like in the movies. A Hollywood producer and his wife showed up and discovered me. And I've got two more movies lined up and I just want to get back to the ranch. But what are you going to do? And then he goes, hey, Huck, I like talking with you. And Huck goes, yeah, me too, Jackson. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. We cut to the next morning and she's wearing a, a girly red shirt and starts singing again. Yep. And this is another chore montage where she's singing, unfortunately. And one of the things that happens is she takes a bucket full of milk to go milk the cow. I'm annoyed about this. I did not notice that. But at least she is wearing jeans this time while doing her barn chores. So I was fine with that. But then she takes one of her chores as she's um, curry combing her horse. She has a curry comb in her hand and she's just patting the horse's face with it. Just pa patting it. Not even 
brushing it straight, which is not what you're supposed to do with the curry comb. You're supposed to sort of go in a circular motion because you got to get the dust out of your horse's coat and you got to put some weight into it. Otherwise, you won't get the dust out of your horse anyways. I it doesn't matter. I didn't any of that, but that's okay. good for you. My first stepmom had a farm with horses. I had to do a bunch of horsey stuff when I was little. The song finally ends with her singing upstairs and the entire step family opening their doors, their bedroom doors, very accusatorily. But then she sort of holds up a hamper of folded laundry in a reconciliatory fashion. And it was a weird way to end the song. Yeah. This song also did not make my ears bleed. I think it was the same song as the first one she sang, but she just changed I have a dream to my dream came true. And like, it's finally my time. Oh, I would believe that. Uh, they were both extremely bland and I could not tell. And I don't care. So Okay. I think she had just the one song. Good. Technically she had two because she had that weird audition song. Oh God. I already blocked it out. Nope. <laughs> So we find out that they're shooting the big scene the day after tomorrow, and it's going to be the last day of the shoot. So they're going to have a huge day today, and they're going to have tomorrow off. And everyone claps. Do they think that movies are shot in chronological order? Quite possibly. Do you think they shot this movie in chronological order? Oh God, maybe. Because I feel like either you know that films aren't shot chronologically, and you also don't shoot your film chronologically. Or you don't know that, and you literally just try to film your movie from start to finish like a crazy person. They have a lot of costume changes for Finley, so I would hope that they film all the Huck scenes in one go, and then all the Finley scenes in another go, but I, I just don't know that that's true. Do you have that much confidence in these guys? No, I don't. Yeah, me neither. Anyways, so... Jackson's talking with Huck and he says, what are you going to do with your day off? And Huck goes, well, I haven't, haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> Which is how Huck delivers every single line. And it's so funny. Huck is um, very deep. A very deep voice, which is difficult to maintain. No, no, I meant deep, like, like he thinks about things. Oh, yeah. He's got that <laughs> Southern thing going. It's a trip, guys. I'm not, I'm not doing it justice, but man, it's funny. Jackson tells him, well, hey, you should take advantage of every day off, whatever. We cut to one of the musical scenes. They're not actually singing and dancing. They're sort of practicing. And Kenny is supposed to come in and do a lasso thing. And he screws it up. Kenny says, I just, I just uh, need to make the, uh, the knot tighter. And from a ladder in the corner, Huck goes... Oh, no, you need to loosen the... The hondu. The hondu. Kenny is annoyed uh, about this, and he goes, oh, oh yeah, what do you know, Mr. Gymnastics? <laughs> and Jackson goes, no, you, you do. You, you do need to loosen that. Trevor says, all right, fine. Huck, can you do it? And so Huck comes down, and Kenny will not give over the lasso. And my notes just go sassy lasso dance for men hug is like what do you want and trevor's like what do you got which is like another great example of him giving no direction none uh so hug is like well usually i start off with a little bit of a texas foot stomp and finley just like kind of sticks her leg in and out of the lasso and then she's like then i would do a little bit of around the world 
she kind of spins the lasso around herself and she's like and for the finale i would do wedding ring and then she like jumps inside and spins it up over her head these are good lasso tricks whoever's doing the lassoing on this is genuinely doing a good job lassos are lassos are tricky i can't do lassos yeah no i it just they want us to be really impressed and i don't know anything about doing lasso tricks so i don't know if that's difficult or not it doesn't look very impressive yeah it's it's definitely something that i can't do but it i also can't juggle but i know that juggling three things is not it's not what you'd pull out at a party for like a whoa look what i can do that it's just yeah if you spend a lot of time you can learn how to juggle i don't know what to tell you so everybody applauds at huck's lasso skills bernie says huh it's just like the girl from the audition to which trevor responds told that girl wishes she could do that i hate trevor trevor sucks trevor sucks so much trevor says okay great you got you know you're doing this scene then whatever and he goes okay we're gonna start with the kiss which is with saffron and huck backpedals real hard and it's like no i think we should we should not start with the kiss we should do the kiss later you know another time after not now not at a different time kenny salty about the lack of everything that he's doing says he's probably never even kissed a girl to which huck responds no i've kissed girls and real girls i've kissed lots of girls i've, I've kissed so many girls including my cousin <laughs> which i gotta say given this girl's aspirations to be an actress her improv skills are horrific yeah they're not good i improv better than this and i don't improv great she yeah. gets flustered very easily she does and uh, to be fair this is a high stress situation but i feel like you could come up with something better than cousin other people exist there are other humans i have a girlfriend in canada yeah literally that would be fine the milkmaid whatever <laughs> and jackson steps in for her and he goes no you know it's okay it, it is it is weird to just come in and just totally kiss a stranger but you can just do a cheat kiss where you don't even you don't even really kiss huck is thrilled and agrees wholeheartedly that they should do a cheat kiss and not actually kiss and trevor absolutely stomps on that idea and he's like no I have to have real things on my side. I can't have any of that fake stuff. He needs authenticity, you know, in his cowboy musical. Saffron, who is going to be the recipient of this kiss, is saying, oh, you can just go for it. You can just, you just go for it. And it's upsetting. Do all the things you need to do. <laughs> yeah. So Huck goes, okay, well, I'm just going to go over into this corner for a second to loosen up. And she walks past Saffron and goes, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. And she goes into the corner and proceeds to have a full-on panic attack. I wrote it down as a self-pep talk. Sure. You and I have very different <laughs> interpretations of what happened. It's one of those, you can do it. It's going to be fine. You just don't even think about it. You just, it's, so I, I guess it is a panic pep talk. Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. Good, good. It's a thing. Panic pep talk is what happens. This is fine. I can do this. This is fine. It's not a big I deal. I feel fine. And Trevor goes, just grab her and kiss her. And Huck squares her shoulders and turns. And we get another weird slow motion scene that really focuses on everybody's weird expressions. And she goes for it and grabs the sister and kisses her full on the mouth. Yeah. And it's and not like a peck. Like, they're kissing. It's a solid, solid more than a second of just mouth kiss. And Trevor goes, oh, great. We should get that for the camera because the camera wasn't going 
camera wasn't rolling because Trevor Cause it was rehearsing. In- yeah, it was a rehearsal. Trevor also says that was weirdly hot yet not hot. I, I hate Trevor. Like what? What did he want? Like I don't understand. I think that that joke was supposed to be Trevor is picking up that it is hot when girls kiss each other, but he doesn't understand because what that kiss that just happened was not an attractive kiss but he's somehow still picking up on the fact that it's girls and so he thinks that it's hot subconsciously I think that's what that joke was oh my god he's got like creep radar yeah wow so then we're back inside the house and the realtor that we met earlier Louise is in the house and they're kind of like well this is the house and she's like yes I know it really well I used to come here for coffee and just chat before you moved in and they're like yeah we don't really do that And then we're done with that. And we go back to filming where Jackson Stone is doing his big song number. Oh boy, is he. He just, it's very like, here I am. Look at me. I'm a hunk. Come on, girl, saddle up. You know, I can give you everything. Yeah, it's filmed like a music video. I'm just going to read you my notes. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Sexy cowboy song. This is the PG version of Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. I hate it. Yes, that's correct. I have nothing to add to that. Okay. Oh, other than Jackson Stone, like in universe, is a pretty decent actor because he really committed to it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he really, he really put his all into that sexy cowboy song. Yeah, I, I was not upset with uh, real life Jackson Stone as an actor. So part of this involves Jackson standing on top of the bar and dancing. And behind the bar, we have Kenny and Huck doing like a weird glasses and bottles dance where they're just kind of hitting things onto the bar. And Kenny accidentally trips Jackson during this dance and Jackson like falls flat on his face. So everything stops. Huck runs over to him and like caresses his cheek and goes, oh my God, Jackson, I was so worried about you in like a very girl voice and then realizes what she did and goes he's good everyone he's uh I'm just gonna go he's good it's weird this is she's the man but not fun say my notes yeah she's like half a beat away from like punching him on the arm and calling him bro Jackson is definitely having feelings in this scene though Uh, we're getting soulful music and he's sort of propped up on one elbow sort of wistfully looking after his dude friend Huck who he's known for like a day. Yep. So as Hucka is walking away, she sees the realtor's car with like the realtor logo on it. And she bursts into the house and she goes, Valerian, you can't do this. But she's still dressed as Huck. Mm -hmm. And Valerian's like, do what, Huck? And she has to play this off and be like, oh, this is a nice house. I I would never sell it if I had this house. It's great. Love this house. Can I use the bathroom? They tell Finley no. The steps also start noticing that Huck looks a little familiar, and Kale asks, where's that accent from? Which is a great question. We are all wondering. After Huck is told to use the porta potties outside, she does another of like the dude compensating thing, and she goes, I got a real nice zing, by the way. So it would have been, and she kind of gestures at her crotch, and then she walks away without finishing the sentence. Yeah, blocked that too. 
we stay inside with the family for a little bit and Louise is saying, you know, this farm has been in the Tremaine family for over a century. It's practically a landmark. And Kale goes, oh, would that, would that actually make the house more valuable? And Louise says, it would preserve it so that, you know, it would always be like this. Valerian goes, take and turn it into a Chuck E. Cheese for all I care. Kale sees something weird out the windows. We cut back to Huck, who goes to use the women's restroom, but it is full of women and Huck is dressed as a man and there's screams and she apologizes. And then she goes to the men's room, but the men's room is full of men peeing, which is distasteful. We see it. So she goes to an empty trailer or maybe her trailer. I don't know. She goes to a trailer. It's just like the wardrobe trailer. Okay. And Kale is following her. And she starts to change out of Huck clothes into Finley clothes because she has to do some other chore. And Kale starts pounding on the door and is like, Huck, I know you're in there. And, and he comes in and she has grabbed a gray wig and some old glasses and a cardigan and pretends to be a, an old lady. Not well. I thought she did a phenomenal job. I mean, she still has a baby face. Yeah, but she's wearing a gray wig and the big old-timey old lady glasses and a cardigan all wrapped up tight around her. And she's doing a very convincing, there's no one here but me and I haven't seen any men except you and you're very rude. You need to leave if you don't have a fitting and I don't believe you do. It was great. I would have been <laughs> convinced. She sold it. That was, that was the moment that I was convinced that this person had acting ability was oh this God. old lady scene. <laughs> oh my God. I did not enjoy the old lady scene. I thought Too it was bad. Like it was great. Middling. So everyone is calling for Huck now. And as Finley, she has to go saddle the horses for the horse scene that they're going to have. Kale approaches Jackson now and is like, hey, how's my favorite client? And Jackson's like, yeah, I'm not your client. Kale has done some terrible Photoshop or something. But Jackson is distracted and asks, who's that girl? And points at Finley who is across a large field saddling horses. Jackson goes, is that the girl from the audition? And Kayla goes, yeah, just, she's just a muddy little nobody. And Jackson's like, oh, and she rides too. And tosses his water bottle towards Kale. Finley sees that Jackson is coming towards her, hops on one of the horses and says sort of to herself, you want me? Come and get me. And starts racing off. And then Jackson grabs the other horse and starts racing off. And now they're having a race in a field. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she jumps over a fence that has a broken thing. And her horse's foot knocks it and knocks the thing down so that it's actually lower. It's, it's a lower jump now. But Jackson can't jump over it anymore. So she gets away. Mm-hmm. And then we're back inside the house. And Kayla's saying little bit of a problem with Jackson and Finley. Valerian kind of berates him for not being Jackson's manager yet. And he's like, well, he's really hard to get to. He's either filming or he's hanging out with Huck. You know, I'm starting to think that they might be together, which would be cute, but I don't think it's true. Or something to that effect. Yeah, that was a weird line. Yeah. Saffron is very upset about this and she goes, no, they're not. I happen to know that Huck is super into girls because when he kissed me, it was just like, ah. Yep. Which I didn't like. Kale states that there's something fishy about both Finley and Huck. And we're done. We go back to Jackson hanging out with the horse. Meanwhile, Finley is trying to change 
next to the horse and when Jackson comes over she has to duck behind a hay bale so she's like squatting changing while Jackson is talking to the horse the yep. same way she does mm-hmm. he says oh she got away we'll get her next time he's being really nice with the horses I, I like this um with the horses but she's right next to him she's hiding in like the shadow under the horse's neck right next to him it, it's absurd she's finally got her huck costume back on and Jackson and Huck run into each other and Jackson's like where have you been and Huck goes where have you been Jackson says I was just you know writing the property I'd, I'd like to have a piece of land like this someday and Trevor calls them to start the scene and announces that they don't need Kenny poor Kenny yeah Trevor also says to Huck and Jackson the chemistry between you two is magical it's kind of weird I'm gonna take a chance on you Huck I'm giving you Kenny's part and so Huck's gonna do the big finale scene Trevor hands him a packet with lines and he's like, memorize those lines. Don't be late again. You can thank your pal Jackson here because it was his idea. My notes just go, his pants are always leather. Why are his pants always leather? And then they have another awkward exchange where Finley's like feeling a little bit too much. And she goes, Jackson, uh, and he's like, what's up? Thank you. I don't know what to say. And Jackson's like, oh, no thanks needed. I owe you one. You saved me from having to do a scene with Kenny. To which she responds, I feel kind of bad for him. And then Jackson goes, hey, Huck, your um, mustache is a little askew. Yeah. (laughs) And she sort of panics and turns away from him and taps the mustache back into place. And he goes, I figured as much. And Finley goes, you did? Turning around. And Jackson says, yeah you can't grow facial hair and she's like what yes that <laughs> you got me you got me i can't grow facial hair which obviously was what was going to happen with that scene but they did it really well like that was what that scene was supposed to be they did a good job i thought it was weird like jackson has been hanging out with this guy who's wearing like a fake mustache and goatee this whole time <laughs> and this is the first time he's mentioned it I mean, I don't want to embarrass somebody in front of friends, in front of strangers. You don't, you don't know what's going on with them. There's no reason to point out that somebody's wearing, you know, the fake mustache. I, <laughs> I just, I thought that we were supposed to believe in universe that this looks more um, believable than it does on screen. And then we're told that it doesn't look any more believable on screen than it does to us. So like. It's very confusing. Uh, in my notes, I say, I want the mustache to be the shoe. <laughs> I want her to have to leave the mustache behind and he picks up the mustache and is like I will try this mustache on every girl in the land until Huck reappears before my eyes that's not what happens guys it's not what happens no, but that would have been a better movie it would have been funny so Jackson's like your secret's safe with me see you bud and then we're back at the house and Finley and her girl get up is like I want to go fishing tomorrow since it's my day off and the family is like you don't have days off and she's like your day off since it's your day off, I want to go fishing. I work really hard and I will make you breakfast before I leave. And I guess they say yes, because they just sort of leave that conversation. And uh, the stepmother starts ragging on her kids again. And she goes, Saffron, if the director tagged you as talent, then why hasn't he given you a bigger part? And Saffron goes, it's all part of show business, mom. And Valerian says, it's monkey business. Guys like Jackson are only after one thing. And Finley responds very angry from the kitchen. That's not true. Like, no, he's not. And they're like, what would you know? And she's like, I overheard 
Huck and Vixen talking about how the director does like you and wants to give you a bigger role. Kale doesn't buy it. Kale does not buy it. Which means I think Kale might be the smart one in the family. Oh, it's God. just it's a really low bar. Wow. We then cut to the lake, and Finley is by the lake singing, even though she's supposed to be memorizing her lines. And she's on the end of her pier, and she's wearing a white girly shirt with little poofy sleeves and jean overalls that are shorts with one of the little strap thingies undone. It's all very cutesy and kind of contrived. <laughs> and Jackson comes up to the back of the pier and says, you know, hey, can I join you? And she freaks out. Yeah. She immediately like places her body in such a way so that he can't see her face during any of this interaction. Mm-hmm. And she gives him a bunch of excuses like, oh, the fish aren't biting here. You should try down the lake. And he says, no, I, I think I'll take my chances. And so she gets up and is like, have a good day. And Jackson's like, was it something I said? And she's like, no, you're fine. Good luck with everything. And he's like, please don't go. And she's like, oh, I forgot my bait. And he's like, this bait. And he picks it up from the pier. And she goes, yep. And sticks her hand behind her so that he can't see her face still. And he just deposits it in her hand. Yep. Flung out behind her. And then Jackson says, bet you're wishing you had that horse right now. And you're thinking, can I outrun him? And I don't think so. Which is like a serial killer thing to say. Anyways, Jackson goes, I know it's you. And she goes, no, it isn't. And he goes, yes, it is. And then she's like, yes, it's me. I'm so embarrassed right now. And he's like, for what? And she's like, do you not remember me falling flat on my face while wrangling my pig? And he goes, that was some mighty fine pig wrangling. Because that's the kind of guy Jackson is. But she's actually kind of hurt by this. And she goes, yeah, I, I wasn't there to wrangle a pig. I was there to get a part in your movie. And that was my one chance. And he goes, you'll get another chance. And she goes, well, a plain girl like me, you know, that was my one chance. And Jackson goes, hey, listen, there is nothing plain about you. And then they fish. I thought that was kind of a cute scene. I had very different feelings about the that you wish you had a horse line. Oh, okay. That's just me. We can I mean, go to the after party. It sounds like he's telling her, you look like you want to run away. If you do, I will catch you. Like, yes. That's horrifying. She's so uncomfortable. That just sounds like a sexy date. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I genuinely did not have any problems with that line. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Anyways, so they fish. And we're going to spend the next scene cutting between Kale investigating the barn and the two of them fishing. So Kale comes out to the barn and like very gingerly opens the metal fence and sees the pig and starts insulting it. And then the pig kind of charges at him and he falls in the mud, which made me really happy. I'm really happy. It's also, I would like to remind you, very small. It's a very small, very cute pig. And he's absolutely terrified of it, chasing him. Mm -hmm. He's really mad that he's got so much mud and poop on him. And I was really happy. Yeah, that was good. It was a good scene. I wish he'd gotten more on his face. Mm -hmm. Because he lands on his back and he gets it all over his hands and his, his back and his shoes and stuff. But his face and front remain fairly clean, which I really wanted him to get a poop on him. Well, they have like a really long shot of him trying to like lift his feet up out of the mud. 
and mm-hmm. showing how ruined his loafers are. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. As an audience, I loved it. So now we're back at the lake and Jackson is talking with Finley and he says, you remind me of someone. And she goes, oh, you know, a girl back home. And he goes, no, you remind me of my friend Huck. Not that you look like a boy. And then they just kind of banter a little bit and he pulls a straw out of her hair and it's a weird moment. And then they look at each other and they go, that was weird. I don't know why they're acknowledging that. It's very awkward. Every time they talk to each other, it's very awkward. Whether Finley is Finley or whether Finley is Huck, they never have a normal conversation. Yeah. And the the thing is, I did definitely feel on-screen chemistry between them. I did definitely feel that he was genuinely interested in her and that she was interested in him. I, I believed it. It was just weird how much they talked about it being weird. I don't know why they kept bringing that up. Because they're awkward. Yeah. So Kale is now trying to open the door to the barn, which has a big padlock on it. The pig attacks him again. Back to the pond. Jackson is saying, you know, Huck is a great guy. And he's just, <laughs> he's an amazing actor. And Finley starts gushing. Like, oh my God, you really think that? You really think he's a great actor? Oh my God, that's so amazing that somebody like you would think that that just gushing. And Jackson is confused but not suspicious and just goes well that's that's great I'll I'll tell him that you are happy for him it's just weird they're not even pretending to fish by the way their fishing hooks are just lying next to them I mean she started out by like singing loudly at the dock while fishing so I feel like fishing wasn't gonna happen her body language now has also completely changed she now has her knees tucked up sort of sideways next to her and she's leaning towards him so her body language has completely changed and I, I like that. That was believable. I found that nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. So Kale's made it into her room now and starts just searching through all of her stuff, knocking things over. Uh, he knocks over her books. He sees Huck's hat, which doesn't make any sense because cowboy hats exist. And he starts to become more suspicious. He knocks over a bunch of things and he's going through like jewelry boxes and weird stuff, tiny drawers. I literally don't know what he was looking for. I have no idea what he was looking for. He knocks over the picture of her father and it breaks. And he starts going through her bed. And under her pillow, he finds the manuscript, the lines that she was supposed to memorize. With the name Huck, like, really big on top of it. Yep. We cut back to the lake. And Jackson is saying, I need another shot at that horse race. And she goes... You couldn't keep up. And he's like, oh, it's funny and cute. And it's just, it's nice banter. I like that she is not cowed by him. And I like that she's very playful and almost dismissive of him in a very down-to-earth way. I like that. When she feels calm, she's very real with him. And that's what he likes about her. He specifically says, you know, this business is just filled with people pretending to be something they ain't. It's how he says it. But you're real. Yeah, but Talon's response to that line in real time was, yeah, that's acting. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's called acting. And it was great. Just (laughs) a visceral response from Talon. I just, that line was so dumb. He's an actor and people around him are like not being sincere or authentic or genuine. And they're all acting. I I get what he was going for, but it's such a weird line to say when you're an actor. It makes more sense if you're a prince. Where you're like, oh, everyone around me is not being who they really are. That makes sense as a prince. Doesn't make a lot of sense as an actor. So Finley is like, Jackson, I um, I have to tell you something. And then her cell phone chimes. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And she looks at her phone and it's a text from Kale saying, seen Huck lately. 
and she kind of ignores it but then she gets another text saying guess what i found and there's a photo of huck's hat next to the script like very carefully arranged mm -hmm. so finley goes i have to go and runs away and jackson's like wait i don't even know your name and that's the end of their like fishing time do you think that that was the ball i guess because she runs away and he she... has her bait still and he has her bait and her fishing rod and stuff it never comes back but... no but i think that's the ball because that's when she runs away I so mean, fishing, that's the only thing that makes sense. So fishing at the lake is the ball in this one. Well, that's the kind of people they are. They like what they like. So Finley gets back to the barn and opens the door and her entire step family is there. Saffron is really slow to pick up on what's happening. She thinks that Finley and Huck are together as a couple. And Kale is annoyed with her for being very dense. Finley tells them the truth and Saffron starts to freak out and starts screaming, ew. And then stops immediately and is very relieved and goes, oh, that's why he didn't ask me out after our kiss. And Sasha's very calm again. Mm -hmm. Valerian demands that Finley give her her phone, which she's really sad about. And I didn't understand because we've not established that her phone is an emotional thing. I mean, it's cutting her off from the rest of the world, but we haven't seen her communicate with anybody other than her family. Yeah. So there's who no... are just telling her to do things. Yeah, it turns out that Trevor and Bernie have her phone number and will be trying to call her on it. So the phone does matter, but she's really emotionally sad about it and there's no context for that. Nope. So Valerian is really mad now and she says, you've been laughing at me. You have to stay in the barn and think about all the harm you've done to this family. And we're going to tell Louise to take the first offer she gets. And you have lost all right to have a say in this stupid pig girl. And they leave and it's very upsetting. And then Kale goes, wait, who's going to make me dinner? Finley starts to cry and it's, it's really sad. It's I, very sad. I had feelings. She's not just sort of pretty crying. She's breathing really hard. And she then sees that it's the picture of her dad that got broken. Mm -hmm. And, and she, she starts the frame to her chest. Yeah. But also does not pick up the broken glass, which is in the straw. It's not. I would like all Cinderella's to have to go through a broken glass safety training. You know, with glass shoes, it would really make a lot of sense. It really would. But yeah, she's breathing hard and it's pretty convincing. I was, I was convinced and I was having a lot of feelings. And then it's the next morning and a rooster crows uh, while sitting on Huck's empty chair, the filming chair for filming, whatever. Finley wakes up and she goes, okay, okay. She puts on her boots over her pajamas and takes the cowboy hat and she goes to open the door and it's locked. Mm -hmm. um they put the padlock back on and she tries to reach the key through the space between the door and the wall and the key is back on its hook and she can't quite reach it mm -hmm. and then we start alternating between finley trying to get out and bernie desperately looking for huck we get a line from bernie that implies that there are two people whose entire job it is to keep an eye on huck at all times yeah which is weird because that is never mentioned before in the movie. It's never a thing that happens. It would really screw up the plot if that was a thing that existed before now. So that was really weird. Yeah, she also says Chuck has trailer. Mm -hmm. So that means that they gave Huck a trailer? I guess. Why wouldn't he just change in his trailer? Like, why, why was she looking for the bathroom? I have no idea. So they call Huck's phone as sort of a last-ditch effort. And 
Bernie hears it ringing, but Kale manages to distract her for a second. Saffron steals it and tucks it into her cleavage and runs away. Trevor finally gives up and says, we can't find him, whatever, go get Kenny. And Kenny races up with his big smile on his face and is like, you need me? And oh. Trevor's like, I'm going to need a sandwich. So I'm getting a sandwich. So Finley uses a pitchfork to try and reach the key. And that doesn't work. And then she tries to use the pitchfork to just bust the door open. And that also doesn't work. And she gives up and is just sitting with her back to the door when she hears scratching. And then we go back to the film. Mm-hmm. And then Saffron runs up to Trevor and is like, oh, I heard you wanted to make my part bigger. And Trevor's saying, no. But Jackson's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you said that to me. You should discuss that. And he walks away to go find Huck. For no reason in this scene, by the way, Trevor's teeth are coated with chocolate. Mm -hmm. It's really gross. They really linger on it. They really do. And there's no reason for it. So then there's more scratching and... Finley pushes the hay aside and it's John Ham coming underneath the door and he has the keys in his mouth mm-hmm. and he hands her the keys and she goes John Ham you are my hero it's showtime John Ham snorts like a sidekick animal yep does that mean that the ball is going to be the upcoming scene then and that John Ham is the fairy godmother uh, maybe this is a really confusing Cinderella so they're about to start shooting Finley leaves the barn in her PJs Yep. Trevor goes action and she's still not there. So Kenny starts and he doesn't know his lines. So they have to reset. And then Finley bursts into the wardrobe trailer and she sees a mannequin with something on it, but we don't see what it is. Nope. And then Trevor goes action again. And this time Kenny falls down the stairs and one of his teeth gets knocked out. Yeah. And he goes, is it noticeable? And Trevor's like, let's just go again. Trevor goes, we didn't establish teeth. I don't care. Yeah. It's really gross. And then they go action again. And this time Kenny throws up, presumably from like the pain or possibly a concussion. And Bernie's like, should we cut? And Trevor's like, no, we're not going to cut. Let's just do the line. By the way, this scene starts every time with a downward dramatic shot of Jackson saying, Everything you said was a lie. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Huck responds with, it may have been a lie, but, which is all the line that we've heard because Kenny keeps forgetting his line after that. Mm -hmm. And Huck steps into the scene, but Huck is wearing the hat and the wig and the mustache and the jacket and, you know, shirt stuff. But leggings? Yes. Not the big, wide, fringy pants we're used to seeing him in. And also not just regular trousers. Legit skinny jeans or leggings. Unclear. Yeah. It's a strong look. Yeah. And I did not get any of these lines because I was so confused. So she comes (laughs) in and she goes, it may have been a lie, but I wanted to tell you the truth. And just starts talking about them, but in the style of a movie. And the cameras are still going and she starts stripping. So she's taking off her jacket then she's taking off her waistcoat and she's unbuttoning her shirt and taking off her kerchief. And Talon and I are just like, what? Is she stripping? What's happening? What's happening? The film a, is still going. What's happening? It was happening? a cowboy striptease. And the entire time she was like, but I was too afraid to, too scared of what might happen. 
but I'm sick and tired of being afraid. And Jackson just looks confused the entire time. He is not a bright guy. He does not understand what's happening. He's still trying to do the scene because she goes, I should have told you at the lake. And he goes, yes, at the lake. (laughs) It's great. So finally she takes off the mustache and he's really confused. And then she takes off the wig and then she strips into a corset. What she has put on underneath her Huck outfit is a pale blue corset shirt thing. Which we have to assume is what was on the mannequin. And she saw it and was like, yes, this is what I want to be wearing when Jackson sees me as a girl again. Yeah, but it's also not a gown. It's a shirt because she's wearing leggings. So she's just got on a cute bustier type top. Yes. And And she's like... Our friend Huck made me realize I could either stay invisible or I could be remarkable. So if coming clean means losing everything, then I just wasn't in the cards. And Jackson goes, who are you? She responds, some people call me pig girl, but my daddy called me princess. And I'm going to take my chance. Jackson goes, this is a lot to take in. And she goes, I know. Can you forgive me? And he says, I don't know. And then he pulls her in for a kiss. And they're still on film. The camera is still centered on them. And Trevor is losing his mind. And he's like, I don't know what that was, but I'm loving it. Bernie is delighted. She's like, yes, that was a strong girl character. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's very girl power. Yeah, I like Bernie. Bernie was swell. Wanted more Bernie. So then Trevor is like very excited. And he's like, I'm going to put you in our next movie, the one starring Jackson. And Valerian makes it onto the scene. And tries to stop her and she leverages the house against her and she's like say goodbye to your childhood home first to go is your little pig straight to the slaughterhouse again and then finley goes i don't think you would do that i think you have a heart somewhere valerian which was baffling yeah there's nothing that precipitated this nope also untrue because she steps back and valerian goes louise And Louise, who is an extra in this movie, too, it turns out. We've not seen this before, but she's there now, dressed in prairie clothes. Why not? Valerian says, Louise, sell the house. Accept the first offer. And Louise goes, oh, I would need the owner's permission to do that. And Valerian goes, yeah, I just gave it to you. And Louise goes, oh, no. When you talked to me originally, I looked into the matter. And it turns out that Finley's dad left the property to her. So Finley's the owner. which." was pretty obvious yeah so finley's like i want this more than anything you guys have no idea but i can't leave my farm my animals and jackson goes might be able to help you out there hey trev good news and bad news the bad news is you need to find a new lead the good news is huck is your new lead and trevor's like well it was written for a male and it's an action film but it could go for a girl and it'll be great yeah the line is it could be really great with a female. Yeah. Oh, this is gross. <laughs> and then Jackson says, I could hang back, and look after your farm, keep the horses in shape, which is wild. It's just yeah. wild that he's like, I'm done being a movie star. I want to live on your farm. You go be a movie star to be by fair, yourself. He has been saying since the very beginning that he does not really want to be a movie star and would like to stop. So this isn't an out of nowhere thing for him. Yeah, but I just, like, this is literally the first farm he's seen. And he's like, here's good. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's also been saying that he wants to go back to his uncle's ranch. That's what he really wants. So Finley announces that that would be great, since my step-family won't be living there anymore. And 
they make one last joke about Kale not being the manager and Jackson saying, but you could shovel some poop. And Kale's like, I don't want to shovel poop. And it wasn't funny. I thought it would be funny, but it wasn't. No. And Jackson says, I could take off after you finish shooting your movie. And Finley goes, or not. And Jackson says, or not. And then he goes, there's just something about you. And he pulls her in and she looks straight down the camera lens just to make me angry and winks. And they kiss and he takes off his hat to cover their faces. And the last note is, ew, I hate it. Mm -hmm. So we're done now. We are done with the entire Cinderella story franchise. We did it. You guys, we we made it. We made it. You guys don't even know. So how are you feeling? How is your heart? How's your soul? Are you okay? I didn't like it. Liv, I had a really bad time. (laughs) I feel like this pays you back for the Cinderella Christmas nonsense that we had two weeks ago. I just... It wasn't good. No, it wasn't great. Anyway. Anyway, so highs and lows. Okay, highs and lows. I think my high was when Huck makes out with Saffron. Okay. Because they do this, like, incredible shot after she decides to do it. And the whole time, you're like, are they going to, like, go through with this? Something's going to happen. Like, they're not actually going to kiss. But no, like, they actually kiss. And the music is like so dramatic. And Finley's just like walking to her death, basically. Very serious. And I I was very entertained. Saffron is making very dramatic sort of kissy faces. It's very funny. Yeah. That that worked for me. That was a good scene. Mm-hmm. My low is that like half a second where I questioned whether John Hamm was alive or not. When she put the pork loin in the fridge and was like saying what every wrap package was. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah. I cannot fault you for those picks. What are your highs and lows? My high is a hundred percent when we see Huck for the first time. <laughs> I would watch that again. My God. It was phenomenal. Just the very low fake voice and the very dramatic slow-mo. It was perfect, you guys. I can't even express to you how perfect that scene was. I loved it. The first time you see the Huck get up is like an incredible moment. There's nothing like it. Like you can only experience it once and it's beautiful. Yeah. I did not like when we realized that she is going to be sleeping in the barn in a very cold night. Oh, that was so sad. Yep. Because it wasn't even a room in the barn. Barns have rooms for stable hands, by the way, that are, uh, you know, small and closed so that the heat can stay in one place. It's also not a loft, like above the animals. Nope. It's just next. I mean, it's a bed at least, but it's not even the little room for stable hands, which is deliberately small so that you can keep warm at least Mm -hmm. a little bit. It's not like a massive, windy, drafty barn. I was real upset because it gets really cold. I believe that she was cold, but also in the day she's racing around in shorts and summer dresses. So the temperature in this place confused me. I mean, it could be cold at night. I feel like if it was that cold at night that you would need two sweaters and wool socks, you would probably not be wearing a thin, strappy, short sundress in the day. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how warm places work. I've never lived in a warm place. The swing isn't that much between day and night. Okay. So that was irritating for me. I didn't like that. I also hated the, the John Hamm bit. That was, that was terrible. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was real, but I, I had a moment where I doubted just oh, like yeah. for a second, and that was a bad second. 
it was real bad. My doubt went on longer than yours because I have less confidence in these movies. So what would you change about this movie? I wouldn't do all the quick changes that she has to do where she has to go back and forth between being Huck and being Finley and like doing chores and like having to like change her clothes really quick. I have no patience for those scenes and I don't like them and I don't think it would make the movie better not to have them but I wouldn't have had to watch them so that's what I would like to change. Agreed. It was excruciating. Yeah. How about you? What would you like to change? I would like it if there was not a running joke of murdering the pig that's very obviously a pet and not a farm animal. Yeah. I just, the threat of selling the house that she was born in and grew up in and that her dad built is already a pretty substantial threat. Mm -hmm. I don't think we needed more of a threat than that. We could have spent more time bonding with the house. They could have also just been like, we're going to sell all the animals to nearby farms. Oh, yeah. We're going to get rid of all the animals. That would have been... Selling the animals, again, upset about, that would have been very upsetting for me, but I would not have had the emotional kick in the pants of, please don't murder the pet pig. Please don't murder the pet pig. Please don't the pet pig was me. very cute. Was and, like, you just love him immediately. Oh, yeah. Just a great pig. He terrorized so, Kale, which is amazing. Yeah. That was a great scene. So do you think our listeners should watch this? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Couldn't recommend it. I think you should watch just a little bit of it just to see like the scene where Huck shows up yeah literally just that scene you don't need anything else it doesn't matter I think just... you can fast forward through this movie so this is a new question because this is our Cinderella story saga oh god okay I want to rate these in order from worst to best so just a real quick reminder to everybody of the six of these there's the Hillary Duff one mm-hmm. there's the Selena Gomez one Yes. There's the Go one on. with the stepmother <laughs> and the worms and the Bollywood one. Yes. That has the singing in the urinals joke. There's that one. Mm-hmm. The next one is the one with the taxidermy dog where they put on a really weird Cinderella play. That's the one where she's good with motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one is the sexy Santa one. Number and one. This is the, this is, you shut up. <laughs> and then this is the cowboy one so worst one selena gomez yeah absolutely selena gomez is the worst second worst i think the one where they have to put on a cinderella show that one was really bad but i'm gonna go with the uh the santa one okay and then next i would do the worms and bollywood one okay so fourth i'm gonna do the the motorcycle one where they put on the weird cinderella okay Top three. So third place, bronze. Oh god, is this in third place? This should be lower. I messed up somewhere along the way. That means the cowgirl Cinderella made it into the top three and it shouldn't have. <laughs> what would okay? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it it was certainly memorable. It can be number three. Wait, did we should have been writing this down as well? We, we should have been writing this down. So then in third place is is this one, I guess. I guess. And then I guess the second place is the Hillary Duff one. I agree. And then first place for me is the Stepmother Worms one with the dancing. Wow. Okay. Uh, sexy Santa for me. Okay. So we mostly agree about these. With a couple of glaring differences. Yes. The Stepmother Worms one has the scene where they sing in urinals. And he yeah, gets attacked. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> that was hysterical. That was the funniest thing. Okay. Okay, 
So are you ever going to be watching this again? Oh my God. I hope to God not. Yeah, me too. I never want to watch this again. I might rewatch that one scene with Huck because <laughs> that was the best. Um, it was transcendent. Yeah. All right. Final grade for this movie. Going to give it a C minus. It was a movie. I guess it was fine. I didn't like it. How about you? So I know I gave the Hillary Duff Cinderella a C. Uh-huh. And I feel like I just placed this one lower than the, than the Hillary Duff one. But I feel like I'm going to give this one a B minus. I, I think you've just been trod down by this yeah. series. Yeah. And your standards are just lower now. Yeah, my standards are lower. And um, I, I know what the depths are. I think mm-hmm. my, my standards are more realistic now. I know the, the horrors that lie at the other end of the Cinderella spectrum. And oh, yeah. So I, I feel comfortable giving this a B minus because I genuinely laughed out loud. I believed the acting. I felt the romantic chemistry was a real thing. It was weird, but I felt that it was real. <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't have a bad time. Well, good for you. Well, it's almost midnight, so thanks for joining us. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. We'd love to hear from you, so follow us at CinderPod on Twitter and Instagram, like our Facebook page, or email us at the Cinderella Podcast at gmail.com. If you want bibbity bobbity bonus episodes or to hear us discuss this week's Cinderella, but with more adult questions, language, and beverages, join us in the Ever After Party at patreon.com slash cinderpod. Our intro music is Bad Ideas by Kevin McLeod. You can find him at incompetech.com. So Liv, what are we watching next week? You know, I'm never prepared for this question. Ever. Oh, so next week we are watching a 1936 short called A Coach for Cinderella. That sounds fine. It's six or seven minutes long. Excellent. The week after that is going to be a ride for Cinderella, which is the sequel. Okay. It's also six or seven minutes long. So the next two weeks are going to be fun for us. Okay. Well, until then... We hope you have a happily ever after.